Let's do the Torah and tea, the Tzav. Since tomorrow night is already Purim, we're going to talk a little bit about Purim. What better time would it be to talk about Purim? Uh, and this is based on Lekut Sikha's volume 16, the second Sikha for Purim. Okay. So, let's discuss, we're going to discuss a little bit about the specialty of the mitzvahs that we do on Purim. Okay, and the special idea that they are to bring joy. So, but first, let's start off with a verse. This is in uh, the Megillah, in chapter 9, verse 27. So after it discusses about all the miracles that took place, so it summarizes it, and it says, the Jewish people, the Yehudim, sustained and they accepted upon them oh that's not the verse I was looking for I quoted the wrong word verse over here it says so this is the verse there's another verse of it. let me see if I can quickly get the other verse uh, uh, over there the verse says that I'm not, not going to bother getting the verse, but the verse says that the Jewish people basically accepted that which they have begun. What does that mean, that they've accepted? The Jewish people at the time of Mordechai and Esther, they have accepted upon themselves that which they have already begun much earlier. What is this talking about? So there is a there is a Talmud that says like this, and it says like this, that Kimu ma kvar. They observed that which they have already earlier received. Now you may have heard this when the Jewish people were at Mount Sinai. We always talk about how beautiful the Jewish people accepted the Torah. What did the Jewish people say? I can't wait for the answer because I can't hear you. They said, Nase, I'll watch your lips. They said what? Nase v'nishma. Nase v'nishma. So we all make a big to-do about it, that they were ready to even do what Hashem says without knowing what He says. They accepted it. However, when you read the commentaries, the Medrash, and the Chumash, it says that God lifted up the mountain over their heads, and God said to them, either you accept, or else I'm going to drop the mountain. So basically, they didn't have a choice to accept or not to accept, they were basically forced to accept it. Now, in the Hasidic interpretation, it actually says, it means more than just there was a mountain, uh, a physical mountain that was over them. In the Hasidic interpretation, they said, they explained that the Jewish people experienced a tremendous amount of 
love for Hashem. That mountain represents love. Hashem put over their heads such a powerful love which was beyond the love that they possessed on their own. This was a love that Hashem gave to them. But what does this all mean? This all means that the Jews did not really have a choice whether they wanted to accept the Torah or not. So if we were to violate the Torah, we can always argue, we can say, well, we didn't really accept it, we were forced into it. Hashem put a mountain over our head, we didn't really willingly accept it. So that means, you can have a great, from here, excuse. We have here a answer. If we don't want to do the Torah, we can say we never agreed to accept the Torah. The Torah was forced upon us either literally because there was a mountain over our head, or even figuratively, we had such an experience of love to Hashem at the moment, which wasn't really what we experienced, so we said, yeah, we will do and we will listen. But it wasn't really willingly. What happened during the time of Mordechai? At that time, Haman, the evil, Haman Russia, he wanted to destroy all of the Jewish people. Now, he only wanted to destroy the Jewish people if they were going to stick to their religion. But if they would agree to drop their religion, they would agree to accept Haman and bow to Haman, then they would not be in trouble. And we read this story about Mordechai the righteous. He gathered all the children and he gathered all the people and they said, Moshe, I mean Mordechai, Mordechai gathered all the people. They said to Mordechai, Mordechai was with you, we're with you. We are ready, whatever it means, if you have to give up our life, we still will not give up our religion, even if it means for us to give up our life. The Jewish people as a whole, for an entire year, it wasn't an entire year, it was almost a year, for almost a year they stood fast and they didn't give up their uh, faith, And there wasn't even one Jew who said, you know what, I don't want to be in trouble with Haman, I'm afraid for my life. The Jewish people at that time earned the miracle. And because of the love of Hashem for doing this miracle for them, on their own, they said, you know what, now we are ready to be servants of Hashem, to do the mitzvahs. That is the meaning, the Talmud says, that they accepted, they fulfilled that which they have already accepted. 
In other words, they accepted it earlier, way back when the Torah was given. But up till that point, while they accepted it, but it came with some declaration. There was almost a declaration that said, well, we accepted it, we were forced into it. But after the miracle of Purim, over there, they willingly, they accepted it. So this was the reason why we say that Kimu Mashikim Lukva. Okay. So now, how do we celebrate this great miracle? How do we accept? But this was not just a miracle of annihilation, but this seems to be more the Jewish people accept the Torah. What does the Torah say? It became days of Simcha, day of joy. But look at the mitzvahs that we do. The specialty of the mitzvahs we do on Purim. So, first of all, we read the Megillah, right? So, reading the Megillah, reading from the Torah is nothing new. We have, you know, every Shabbat we read from the Torah. But the Megillah was extra. It was beyond. And whoever heard to read the Megillah, to read the Torah twice, once at nighttime, once at the daytime, Megillah is read twice. Okay. Then we have Mishloach Manot. What's the idea behind giving, sending packages, sending gifts to the friend? So, very simply, it brings about friendship. It brings about people together. Ahavat Yisrael. We express by giving gifts to each other creates a good feeling. It creates togetherness. It creates a sense of care one for the other. It brings about the connection of all the people to one another, all the people to each other. That's the purpose behind it, right? But that's not a special mitzvah. For Purim, we know that one needs to have Ahavat Yisrael all year. We love the fellow as yourself. That's a big principle of the Torah. Why is this unique to Purim? And then you have Matanot Lev Yonim. Matanot Lev Yonim is giving gifts to the poor. We know that it's always a mitzvah to give tzedakah. What's special about the gift to the poor on Purim? Matanot lev yonim, give the gifts to the poor. So a whole year, you know, there's no mitzvah to go search out, oh, is there a poor person out there that I can give to tzedakah? But a Purim is a mitzvah to go find that poor person to give them tzedakah. The same thing is Mishloach Manot. During the year, yes, of course, there's always this idea of loving thy fellow, being helpful, caring about each other. But we don't find a special mitzvah to go look, oh, today I'm going to do the mitzvah of making friendship. We don't have a special day. I'm Purim. These are unique mitzvahs that we're supposed to search for and we're supposed to perform on Purim.
But yet, the Rambam writes, and he says of something very interesting. He says, you know, the we have a Purim meal. And what is the Purim meal? That's the Sudat Purim. The Sudat Purim is it says in the Megillah that this should be days Mishteh Visimcha, days of partying and joy. Basically, the Purim day was given that it should be days of joy. So whatever we do on this day, whether it's reading of the Megillah, whether it's doing the uh, meal, whether we're sending gifts, whether we're giving for the poor, it should all be done with joy, with sabha. The Rambam writes, yes, a good big meal, and we find something strange. The meal of Purim, the Talmud says, it's a mitzvah to get drunk. You have to get drunk on the Purim meal to the extent that you can't tell the difference between blessed is Mordechai and cursed is Haman. That's how confused, that's how drunk you are. And the Rambam says, you get so drunk until you fall, away, fall asleep out of being so drunk. Whoever heard in Judaism getting drunk? On the contrary. We know that on Yom Tev, Beisden would send out special agents to make sure that the people don't overdo it and they don't get drunk. And they don't cause uh, this excessive intoxication. Why is it a mitzvah and Purim to get so drunk, so happy, because this is all associated to accepting the Torah. The accepting of the Torah we're doing in a way for us to accept the Torah on Purim, which the Torah is God's wisdom, which is way beyond us. So we want to behave in ways that are really beyond the limit. We want to go above the limit. We want our joy, our simcha, expression of happiness to be in such a way that it's beyond our limitation. So we make the Purim Su'uda, we do it with so much joy. We do it, we do it to the level that we lose ourselves. We don't have any more the restrictions and the limitations of our intellect, we go a little bit beyond. We send the gifts to people to make ourselves and to make them happy. We're not just doing it to create friendships, but we're doing it in a special, happy, simcha way. Rejoicing, days of simcha. And then there is the idea of giving the gifts to the poor. Of course, this is tzedakah. But there is more. The Rambam writes, while it's a big mitzvah to have a festive meal and enjoy it, big mitzvah, Purim Suda, enjoy. Enjoy the miracles, celebrate the miracles, show your thank you, your appreciation to Hashem. 
the Rambam says, and yes, it's a tremendous mitzvah to send packages and gifts to your friends. Create that special feeling of camaraderie. Create that feeling of togetherness. Create that feeling of Ahavas Yisrael, loving thy fellow. Big mitzvah, of course. But there is nothing as great as rejoicing the hearts of the poor. The Rambam says, if you rejoice the heart of the poor and you make them happy, then you are compared to the divine. Just like Hashem makes the poor happy. It says Hashem takes care of the people that are poor. When you are making them happy, you are acting like the divine. You're acting like Hashem. So all the joys that you have and that you celebrate, there's nothing as great as the celebration of giving the gifts to the poor. You're right, you're compared to the divine. What the Rambam is saying is over here. You know, all of us that were created beings have a selfish part from ourselves. We care about ourselves more than we care about someone else. That's why we say, love thy fellow as yourself. The Rambam writes, but when it comes to Purim, you are becoming like the divine, which means you make the happiness of this poor person. Or, as the Rambam says, whether they're poor or they're widowed, whether they're orphaned, whether they're just people who are suffering. Umlalim, they call them. Umlalim. These are people that are disadvantaged. When you rejoice them more than your own meal, more than your own happiness, that means you're going out of your limitations. You're forgetting. Just like the Suda, you go beyond, you lose your mind. You're in a way, you're losing your mind by gifting to the poor people and taking care of them more than you take care of yourself and your own friends. You are giving away to them. You're making them happy. For that, to make somebody else happier, even than you make yourself, that's going out of your limitation. And that becomes the vehicle, and that becomes the commemoration to that special gift that the Jewish people accepted on Purim. That is the Torah again. They have, now they accepted it willingly. The Torah, which is beyond our capacity, how do we celebrate it? How do we commemorate it? The way to do it is by going a little bit beyond ourselves. So, I guess the message for Purim is A, we have to be very happy. We have to rejoice. But then we also have to remember that 
it's not about us. It's about rejoicing and making other people happy. Giving and sharing and all the things that we do is in order to bring out the happiness and especially in the gifts to the poor. So just to recap, we talked about the various mitzvot that we do on Purim. We also have the Al-Hanisim. That's the special prayer we add into the Amidah, the Shimon Esrei, of the three prayers of Shachrit, Mincha, and Marif from Purim. And we also do it the Al-Hanisim. We do it in the benching, when we bench on Purim. We do the Al-Hanisim. And then we have the two times that we read the Megillah, once at nighttime and once at the daytime. And then we have the gifts to the poor, which the plural is you send to the uh, uh, gifts. Mishloach Manot. There should be two Manot, two, two parts in two part, and gifts in a plural that mean at least two poor people, matanot levyonim. But the underlying here feeling should be a feeling of joy, a feeling of being able to share, a feeling of making the other person happy, a feeling of going beyond yourself and really taking in the special miracle that Hashem has done for us in those days. And as Hashem has done miracles in those days, we anticipate and look forward that Hashem will do miracles for us in our days. Okay, so 